0: All right. I guess I'll start the podcast now that we're done roasting Sam,
1: <laughs> much just like, like her vegetables she roasted. Her
2: vegetables.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and welcome to another episode of Midlight Crisis, a real podcast hosted by three grown-up biologists revisiting books from our teens, and it's totally cool. I. I'm one of your hosts, Sophie, and I have a randomly generated fantasy name today. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what was that sound? That was me <laughs> remembering what the name was. <laughs> My name today is Lorpo Skullgiver.
1: Oh, that is a good one. <laughs> yeah,
0: I really like Lorpo. <laughs> I, was, I like what Lorpo What's your first too. name again?
2: Lorpo? Lorpo. Lorpo. Yeah. Lorpo There's okay. a lot of like...
1: Dissonance, like, Lorpo sounds kind of, like, goofy and fun, and Skullgiver is alarming. <laughs> it's just,
0: like, a real fantasy name.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> That's me. What about you guys? My name's Sam, but in Fantasyland, I am now known as Cutrix Fire Diver. Whoa! Fire oh. Diver.
1: <laughs> Fire Diver. Fire Diver! That's a circus thing for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: I immediately thought of that like you know that story that goes around every once in a while where they're like sharks volcano sharks there's yes like, that deep sea zone where they yes. found sharks living in very hot water or whatever yeah <laughs> that's right. right. you you're a
1: fire diver with the lava sharks
2: <laughs> fire diver with the lava.
1: Sharks. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have a shark boy and lava girl and then you have a lava shark do you then no. have a girl boy girl
2: boy yeah girl boy and
1: the- lava shark and lava <laughs> shark joke
2: took- yep <laughs> yep
1: honestly that sounds equally as good Yeah, <laughs> I, I would watch it. that
0: i would too i feel like there was a tumblr post with that wasn't there <laughs> probably. probably nothing
1: i say is that original <laughs> <laughs> that's probably why all of us thought of it <laughs> uh-huh Anyway, I'm here, my name is Mm -hmm. Hannah, but for the purposes of today's podcast, you can call me by my randomly generated fantasy name, which is Jeeve Rockman.
0: Jeeve! (laughs) Hello, it's
1: me, Jeeve Rockman.
0: Singular Uh, Jeeve.
2: Jeeve. Just one Jeeve, do
1: you require anything from me, Jeeve Rockman?
0: you oh, sound wow. like
2: a character that would be in taylor j jenks rich people multiverse that she's like created
0: <laughs> taylor jenkins reed
2: yeah did i say that wrong <laughs> so wrong. what did i, I, did I say wrong. oh my god
1: <laughs> i was like who is she talking about taylor <laughs> j <Hi>? jenkins
2: what <laughs> oh my god anyways um that just yes. goes to show you how my last two days have gone taylor Jenkins reed Taylor, Jenkins. Reed, Jenkins? Jenkins. 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 Reed Jenkins.
0: Jenkins, Reed Jenkins, Reed. She has a plural name, unlike Hannah, who's a singular Jeeve, Jeeve today. A singular. <laughs> I
1: am a single Jeeve. One Jeeve. I occasionally work for a very rich, uh, renowned asshole McRiva.
2: Yeah, see?
1: Uh-huh. Yep, I buttle for him.
2: You buttle? It works.
1: I buttle. I'm the butler. <laughs>
2: Hmm. <laughs> i don't think it's a butthole
1: and- <laughs> i don't i don't know what you're talking about let's move the- on <laughs> yeah yes
0: I, yes how about we talk about the two chapters of aragon we read this week which are chapter 43 and 44
2: <laughs> fun well chapter 43 is called water from oh my god my notes say water from sad it's supposed to water from sand <laughs> those are called tears <laughs>
0: yeah but i thought that was funny
2: given my onion situation earlier and i was crying uncontrollably so i guess that's where my head was at when i wrote this anyways yeah. the chapter is called <laughs> water from sand and i know i joke about how literal these chapter titles are but this time like we are just as literal in water from sand Murtaugh and Aragon decide they need to leave the empire for refuge, and their only option is to cross the Hadaric Desert. Hopefully, I said that right. Hadarac? Which?
1: Hadarac. Hadarac.
2: <laughs> I mean, like, I- I'm hopeless at this point. Um, this <laughs> you have a would book save- with a pronunciation guide, <laughs> Sam. Man, I didn't read it. <laughs> <laughs> the book or the pronunciation guide? The pronunciation guide. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It's more fun when I make it up. Anyways, uh, so this journey would take about one to two months uh, and is a very difficult task. Though they have enough rations to make the crossing, there's no possible way to carry that much water needed for three humans, two horses, and a dragon. And frankly, I don't know how there would be enough room for the food that Sephira and the horses need either, but hey. To address this problem, Aragon then attempts to turn our sand or dirt into water, which he does accomplish, but it completely exhausts him. But then he remembers that groundwater exists and decides to just pull <laughs> the water up from the ground instead of altering matter, which actually works. Wow. Well, yeah, so right. now they have a way to make water from sand and attempt to make the crossing they shall, but not before Aragorn falls asleep while staring at his elf lady, Love.
1: Oh my God. Wow.
2: I do have one correction to make to your summary.
0: Uh-oh. It's... Uh, well, you said there are three humans, two horses, and a dragon. Actually, there are two humans, one elf. Oh, one elf. <laughs> two, That's uh, yeah. two horses and a dragon.
1: Well, it's super different.
2: I mean elves actually could go longer without food and water. We don't know. So that is It's a fair correction. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, and if you think about it, it's one human, one dragon rider, one elf, two horses, and one dragon. <laughs> oh Jesus
0: right. Christ, guys. This is why I just said humans. <laughs> no, one human, one dragon, one elf. One perfect, uh incredible horse named Snowfire. One regular uh-huh. horse.
1: <laughs> who throws a tan for him? <laughs> Okay. Anyway, what's in the second chapter? Yeah, the second chapter is called the Ramir River. (laughs) Yep. I lost confidence in myself halfway (laughs) through that word.
2: (laughs) Audibly lost confidence. I'm glad I'm not alone. (laughs) Uh,
1: Anyway, when (laughs) our intrepid companions wake the next morning, they puzzle over how to carry the unconscious elf so that she doesn't get saddle sores. And their inexplicable solution is to tie her to Sephira's belly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Then they carry on southeast, avoiding towns and villages as they go until they reach the Rammer River, three days after their escape from Gilead. The river is far too deep and fast to try to cross, so Sephira offers to carry them all one by one, including the horses, across the river. Murte goes first, and Aragon goes last, and once they're safely across, they continue on until later that day they finally reach the edge of the Haderach Desert. Wow. Wow. Amazing.
2: Exciting.
1: Yeah. I was not as high on these chapters as I was the last one, but there was still some good stuff.
2: There is There is some wild stuff that happened. Yeah. So like, yeah. really just wild things. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, I... I, the, my, okay, my first note (laughs) is, do we, okay, so Aragon references that part of the reason they need to run is because, like, A, there's, like, soldiers chasing them all over the place, like, soldiers at every town and chasing them out of Gilead, but also that they might be caught by the Rizak's flying steeds. Yeah. Uh, Do we know what those are?
1: No. (laughs) Have we heard of these before? We have heard of them, but nothing beyond the fact that they're like terrible flying beasts or something. Okay, I, I they're was like, like anti-dragons. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know. So there's Anti- some dragons. sort of
0: dragons, anti-dragons.
1: So okay, they're well, like. Don't need to keep saying that. It's fine.
0: They'll <laughs> reptiles anyway. I guess we'll probably. I'm guessing they'll probably be chased by down them at some point.
1: Yeah, chased. by down them. Down by them. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. anyway, that's- I was just like, have we- was this just thrown out? I couldn't remember if we'd heard about them before, and I was like, what yeah, is Yeah, no,
1: they've been mentioned a couple times. Okay. Notably, while they were in Hellgrind.
0: Oh, yeah, because their flying things could take them up to the top.
1: Yes, sorry, while they were in the city that's near Hellgrind, and I can't remember what the city is called.
0: Da- da- I uh, almost said Dazara lore, but that's a,
1: a World <laughs> of Warcraft
0: town. Oh. <laughs> oh, but it's Dress Leona.
1: You're right. Dress Leona. Oh, just, <laughs> yeah. Leona. Wow, we got there. <laughs> yeah, I was close. <laughs> yeah, you were surprisingly close, really considering great. that sounded like absolute nonsense to me. Yeah, I mean, it is. <laughs> Someone who isn't a nerd like you. Uh, <laughs> well. <laughs> I'm a nerd in different ways. Yeah. Um, I really like the very sincere and incredibly awkward little moment that Murtag and Aragorn have, where they're like, oh, we can't possibly keep up this pace. And Aragorn's like, well, if it was just us, me and Zephira, then it would be fine. And Murtag (laughs) says like, okay, well, you can just leave and (laughs) you don't need to bring me with you. And Aragorn immediately feels bad and says, don't insult me. And says that like, the only reason he's free is because of Murtag. And it would be uncharitable of him to like leave him behind now and they're good friends and all that and Murtag has like a little moment of being like oh that's so nice
0: yeah I do want to the way just the way you described it made it sound like Aragon said if it was just me and Sephira this wouldn't be a problem but Aragon says if it was just me and you as in Murtag then Sephira could fly the two of us out (laughs) true so he's not just being like, "Humor, you, Murtag, and then being like, well, no, I'm not going to leave you behind. <laughs> That's true. He wants
1: to leave Murtag's horse, who is yeah, the most yes. important person in Murtag's life, but Aragorn's like, your fucking horse.
0: <laughs> yeah. But also the elf's there, so not but even also the elf's an there. option. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No. Sephira can't possibly carry three people, but she can carry two.
0: Yeah. So then, yeah, they're like, well, I guess we got to run away to the desert yeah <laughs> it's the only option
1: <laughs> yeah they kind of like waffle through the other possible directions they don't really want to go north or west because the empire is there they don't really want to go south because it's too far to get to cerda and they're like well if we go past the desert nobody knows what's over there it's a blank spot on the map but the varden might be over there somewhere
0: yeah okay a super nitpicky but that's <laughs> what we're here for yeah. The way <laughs> that they talk about this map. Yeah, so they pull out the map to be like, gosh, where could we go? They're like, oh, we could go across the desert to whatever's over there. There's no way the Empire could be in control over there. And Murtag's like, all the land beyond the desert, which is blank <laughs> on this map,
2: <laughs> was
0: was under one rule when the riders lived. And it's just like, okay, I get it. You're trying to help me picture this map. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> like. No, this is totally natural dialogue. I don't know what you're concerned about. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> <Yeah>. Jeez. <laughs> it's interesting that, similar to what we've mentioned in previous episodes, that the Empire hasn't really scrubbed anything about like how bad Galbatorix is or even like a lot of the stuff about the Riders. It's still kind of out there. Like It's a little yeah. bit secretive, but everybody seems to know it. Except... The riders did rule over whatever land is east of the Hadterak Desert at one point. Yeah. Before Galbatorix rose to power. But now it's not on any of any of the maps. So the thing that Galbatorix has like removed from the cultural consciousness is east?
0: <laughs> yeah. Anything east of the desert. <laughs> I
1: don't know. I just like, are there not surviving maps? Yeah. Like there's surviving like- people. There's yeah. a survive- I mean, there was a surviving Brom.
0: Wait, what do you mean?
1: Like, Brom was alive before the rise of Galbatorix. Therefore, he was alive when the rulers—nope, when the Riders had like dominion or whatever over the whole area, including whatever is east of the desert. Right. And presumably, during the time when like the Riders had this like huge country under their control, there were maps of whatever is to the east. But now they're just all gone? Like it's oh, been like a hundred yeah. years.
0: Yeah, and it's weird that there weren't like like if it was all one cohesive thing, then like are there not trade routes? Yeah. Around or- the desert or through the desert?
2: Yeah. And if if Galvatro if that wasn't in his like reign, wouldn't he have like worked to have destroyed all of them? Like that's a pretty common trope that like yeah, big bad evil destroys anything that like has evidence of a world outside of their domain, you know?
1: Yeah, but yeah, like but I
0: guess Cerda still exists.
1: Yeah, like that counters what we've seen him do so far. Like he hasn't done that. They all still know about Cerda like they I mean, they don't really know what's across the sea. But like they know about Duweld and Varden, which I don't think is part of the Empire either. That's the forest to the north.
2: True. Right. Well, the surrounding stuff like the desert and the forest and the mountains but like beyond that because I I looked at the map when I was reading it and there's like a bunch of like cities and stuff on the other side of the desert which is where they're trying to go obviously yeah like maybe the maps go to like the edge like says like oh there's this forest there's this desert and there's whatever but past that like there's no cities or am I missing something I might be missing something well they
1: he's Murtag says that the map is Blank beyond the desert. Yeah. It could so just that, be, like, their map. Whoever get they got this map from originally yeah. just didn't have that knowledge.
2: And it could just be, like, galvatorics propaganda, right? Like, oh, there's nothing beyond the desert. Like, why would you even consider crossing the desert? There's nothing there. Kind of thing. You yeah, like, I mean? it
0: could be that... Because they theorized that it's, like, Galbatorix couldn't control things that far away. And yeah. so... It would only be if he had, like, the manpower of the original riders yeah. <laughs> on dragons that he could then take it over again. So it could just be a case of, like, as his power over it slipped, they sort of, like, quote-unquote rebelled, like, refused his yeah, mm-hmm. reign, I guess. And he was just like, ah, f*** him then.
2: <laughs> and it would be, Bye. like, in his best interest to kind of, like eliminate any kind of knowledge of those places because then it doesn't give anyone in his current kingdom hope that there's somewhere beyond that would help them rebel kind of thing
1: you know yeah, yeah. I mean, again they know yeah. about cerda and cerda like is an open defiance of the empire that's their whole thing
0: right but like it does sort of make sense if you think about that like people can just go to cerda you know yeah
1: <laughs> like but crossing yeah, the, desert, cross the, the, the desert desert? yeah yeah, It is so a very good he, natural border. <laughs> yeah, if
0: he just like cut any pre-existing infrastructure that let people cross the desert, then it yeah. would just be like, and now I have the equivalent of an ocean to keep yeah. my
2: people here. Exactly. Yeah, and so yep. then he hides any knowledge of anything being beyond there. So one, people wouldn't even think of making the crossing because it's so dangerous, but two, yeah. gives them no hope that there's anyone out there to help them from that side.
0: Yeah, or... Or even just like probably the loss of the trade routes mean that means that people like stop knowing stuff about what's on the other side. Yeah. So you don't even have to like do anything. Exactly. Cool. Yeah.
1: And even if we're assuming this, like that there were trade routes that have fallen apart, that would also lead to migration of people away from the desert, right? Yeah. Because presumably those people would be sustained by traffic on the trade routes. Yeah. Yeah
2: exactly highway towns yes
1: <laughs> yeah anyway i'm curious to see what's going to be over there
2: yeah once yeah me too i assume
1: mertag and aragon are going to succeed in crossing the desert
0: no i think I they'll mean... die in the middle of it
1: <laughs> i Didn't mean... you hear about all the horrible things that are in the desert oh that's true it's filled with poisonous and inedible plants venomous snakes scorpions <laughs> and blistering sun it's i feel like, like jesus poisonous and inedible <laughs> i know I kind of
0: don't need to. yeah yeah <laughs> No, but I I appreciate "Hmm." Murtag in one sentence being one of few people who Uh get the correct poisonous and venomous definitions. (laughs) True. Which are? If you eat it, it's poisonous. Sorry. If you eat it and (laughs) get sick or die, then it's poisonous. If it bites you (laughs) and you get sick or die, then it's venomous. Uh Uh-huh.
1: I like how the snakes are explicitly venomous, and the scorpions, the you scorpions. just have to assume.
0: <laughs> no, the scorpions are just bad to look at. Mm, That's it's true. <laughs> We're Dax, like, they're not dangerous. <laughs> I just don't like looking at them.
1: So they're Taylor Swift scorpions.
0: Taylor Swift scorpions?
1: Taylor Swift scorpions, yeah. <laughs> I what? find those things incredibly unsettling to look at i do not like them at all but they're completely Google harmless no it's not no, it's, <laughs> sorry it's, this
0: that? goes back to a time <laughs> where one of us misheard the other one saying tailless oh. whip scorpion to taylor say S- taylor swift scorpion that was me was
1: walking like- into the kitchen at the aquarium we all used to work at hearing taylor swift scorpion and being like what oh,
2: <laughs> what is this disguise?"
1: Yeah, I do not like them. I don't have a good reason to not like them. I just find them very unsettling.
2: I don't like them either, because they're in that franchise that we don't talk about, and I didn't like them in that. What? They're-
1: Harry I- Potter. Potter.
2: Are they in Fantastic Beasts? No, they're in the fourth one. Mad-Eye Moody uses them to, like, show the three unforgivable curses.
1: <laughs> okay. Sorry to derail for a second. I'm also Googling, Google imaging it. And I just realized that I did type in Taylor Swift Scorpion. <laughs> <laughs> and it did give me Taylor Swift Scorpion. So
0: I'm not the only okay, one. Okay, <laughs> great. You're not the only one. Yeah.
2: And they are what's featured in the like, Goblet of Fire. It's okay. Uh, Those yeah. Guys. I was right. <laughs> Why would
0: he do that?
1: Uh, they're, yeah. I don't like looking at them very much. It's not uh, their that... fault though.
0: Yeah. I think they're adorable. They just got big long arms.
2: He would.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's very on brand. Yeah. So, yeah. Venomous snakes and Taylor Swift scorpions.
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Wait.
1: (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. What's concerning you?
0: (laughs) Nothing. At all. (laughs) Okay. What were we talking about?
1: (laughs) Yeah, so the gist of this is that like Aragon doesn't know very much about the desert, Mertag knows slightly more, and it is extremely concerned that they're going to die of thirst trying to cross this desert.
0: I mean, fair. Yeah. They talk about how there's a blistering sun. The desert, you know, is hot. And it's like, I hope you guys know that also at night it's freezing cold.
1: Super, super (laughs) cold. Otherwise,
0: you're not going to be ready for this.
1: (laughs) It's fine. Uh, I bet this desert is hot all the time.
0: I bet this desert is hot all the time, yeah.
1: I bet you five bucks.
0: (laughs) Whoa! Oh, no. (laughs) I don't take that bet.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. (laughs) That's that's a good choice, probably.
0: Yeah. And then Aragon does his fun experiments to learn how to get water for the desert.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This was fun.
1: Yeah, I thought this was a fun scene because Aragon starts off by being like an absolute dummy. (laughs) <laughs> but also kind of probably doing what I would do, given the way I conceptualize things yeah. on this podcast. I like immediately go to the most complicated possible solution. Yeah, and of course Aragon, rather than his first thought being like, "Oh, water comes from wells in the ground," I'll try to reach for water in the ground. He's like, "I'm going to turn dirt into water. I bet I can do that." <laughs> it's like that's stupid. I would yeah. also do that.
0: <laughs> I probably <laughs> like also bold. do that. Bold assumption mm-hmm. to be like, you know, dirt and sand, they're
1: the exact same thing. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, this definitely would make water. Yeah.
1: I mean, dirt, like, at least would have more moisture in it already yeah.
0: than sand. Because I certainly didn't understand what you said last time, where you were talking <laughs> about how there's a chemical reason in the makeup of sand that you can't get water out yeah, of it. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> but. Imagine if Aragon had like legit succeeded. (laughs) He left. No,
1: succeeded. (laughs) He went to (laughs) Cerna.
0: He went to (laughs) Cerna. No. Imagine if Aragon had like legit succeeded with turning dirt to water, and then he gets to the desert and he's like, "Ah, sand isn't the same as dirt." Yeah. (laughs) No. Idiot. Uh huh. He also asks Safira if she can carry enough water for them for oh a god. month.
1: <laughs> oh my god! What an absolutely idiot. wild
0: <laughs> like, for horses, two horses and a dragon. Hey,
1: Safira, yeah. like f- that's no problem. Forgetting for the the human, the dragon rider, and the elf, like just mm-hmm. Safira, yeah, or just the horses by yeah. themselves would, yep. like, that's it.
0: <laughs> yeah. I also don't know why like they say part of the reason they need to go they need to figure out a way to create water i guess is because people who live in the desert hide their water sources so that people don't steal from them which like makes sense but also like do they hide them from dragons like from the air yeah from above (laughs) because yeah like safira could find them
1: (laughs) i feel like with a a well it would be easy enough like just put a sand colored cloth over it and like bam, yeah, your well is hidden. But yeah. he also says that they hide their oases. How do you hide yeah. an oasis?
0: Like Magic. I assume if you cut down Magic. the trees and stuff, like That's people would true. have to know where it was to get yeah, to fair. it. Like if it was in like a little dune valley or whatever. Uh uh-huh. I don't know how deserts work. <laughs> Me neither. But if there were sand dunes around it. <laughs> You know, I assume that happens sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Aragon almost kills himself turning dirt to water.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, What a ding dong. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, props to him for realizing that this might be stupid and only trying to do a tiny bit of dirt. Yeah. 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 Otherwise, this book would end (laughs) extremely abruptly. (laughs) It would have ended right here. Imagine Murtag coming back from whatever, probably extremely useful and practical thing he's doing, yeah. and he finds Aragorn has just shriveled up and turned into a husk because he tried to turn dirt into water. Yeah. At <laughs> least only Sephira would
0: know what he was doing. Yeah. Do we know what he says? Because he says "Deloy." M- I oh, mean, yeah. I want to say moi, because it's French.
1: <laughs> oh, I I read it as "delwa moi. <laughs> Ah, Delwa Moi. Delwa Moi, which is even de worse.
0: Delwa Moi, yeah.
1: It means earth change. Oh god, he doesn't even say to what. Oh <laughs> No, that's he has to use the power of his will for that. Fire, I'm surprised yeah. he didn't try Brisinger yet. Yeah,
0: it's like <laughs> it turned to fire. Yeah, maybe if he'd tried Brisinger.
1: <laughs> well, because he already had earth and he had air, so if he puts some fire on it, then he'll get water. Yeah, for sure.
0: Everyone <laughs> that's agrees. That's how
1: the four elements work.
0: Yeah, fire, water, earth. (laughs) Yeah. And then the Fire Nation attacked. (laughs) Galbatorix. Yeah, anyway. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it works. Like, he does it. Yeah, which
1: is crazy.
0: It's, yeah, it does nearly kill him, though.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It's not a viable solution.
0: Yeah, I just feel this is, it makes me feel better, because aragon has been like, you know pretty reasonable and uh-huh. smarter and not being just generally kind of a teen and then he does do this without checking with yes <laughs>
1: <laughs> he doesn't check in with Safira. he doesn't check in with Murtag who again yeah. has shown himself to be extremely practical
0: <laughs> yeah he does this and then after he nearly dies Safira's like wait what what's going on <laughs>
1: <laughs> what did he just do <laughs> well and then aragon's solution is hey safira you try
0: (laughs) yeah you do it
1: (laughs) although that was fun
0: because we learned a fun thing about safira's magic which is that she can't control
1: it yeah it's all vibes it's all vibes it's all vibes which all vibes is very interesting the way she says it she says yeah (laughs) i have no more control over my abilities than a spider does (laughs) dude
0: yeah, that was just, like, funny. <laughs> wandering around on a plant, and then they're like, holy shit, I've it mo- I've been moved to suddenly appear a web. Like, I, no. Yeah, I feel like spiders
1: are pretty intentional as far as yeah. like invertebrates <laughs> go.
0: <laughs> of all the animals, I would say right? spiders explicitly have to like use their spinnerets, grab the spider web and then make a thing for several hours
1: (laughs) yeah they have to be I mean I'm anthropomorphizing hard but like they have to be disciplined (laughs) yeah to be a spider yeah and like I guess it's all instinct but that doesn't mean they have no control over it yeah
0: especially because like it's not like Sephira was like you know doing something that something that would have evolved as an instinct like it's not like she went and yeah. hunted and then was like wow i can't control myself you know it yeah. just happened it's like a spider is building a web because that's what it has evolved to do <laughs> Severa hasn't evolved to just turn sandstone <laughs> into diamond <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's not her whole why thing why not <laughs> it's like i like, mean right. that actually sounds pretty dope but yeah that, i was yeah. like
2: the, that has i an mean advantage it, it is being valuable <laughs> Well, yes in a capitalist society sure uh-huh. dragons
1: notoriously capitalist uh-huh. yes i mean it does make sense how else do they get those giant hordes they gotta be able to make diamonds and gemstones and
0: yeah all of well, those they things explicitly don't have to collect hordes <laughs> <laughs> they, they
1: have they have to collect rocks to turn into yeah diamonds they have to call sure. it. Maybe different to, rocks like, turn into different only... gemstones. So like sandstone turns into diamond and like yep. granite turns into garnet. I don't know. Sure. It's right in the name. Yep. Pyrite. You can <laughs> yeah. turn it into real gold.
0: Whoa. Um, whoa. Damn. Anyway. surprising.
1: Yeah. It's a little weird that Sephira has no control over her magic. Yeah. Very odd. I would buy that she like doesn't know how to control it. Because, like, who's going to teach her how to be a dragon?
0: Yeah. True. She explicitly says at the end of that little speech, she's like, the rest of the time, like, right now, I'm as powerless as Snowfire. Which, like...
1: Guess... Snowfire's is powerful as hell, then, I guess.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so the Snowfire is super magical. I guess it means that she's not using magic to, like, sustain herself. Or maybe oh, she true. is. Maybe it means that all her power goes to, like making her giant dragon body function. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah, Yeah. I'd buy that.
0: And then it's only sometimes that it can be, like, channeled into something else. Yeah. So, like,
1: blowing? (laughs) Like, you breathe without (laughs) thinking about it, but if you focus and divert your breath, you can, like, blow out a candle?
0: Yeah, or, like, I guess it could (sighs) sort of make sense if, like, you think about the way aragon uses magic is it's just his will Mm -hmm. through the form of the ancient language but it doesn't necessarily matter right like he just needs a way to mentally focus it i guess by using these words and so maybe dragons don't even need that but it does just have to be like in a moment of emotion or
1: something i feel like that's the most plausible explanation we've come up with yeah, I think that must be it. And I otherwise,
0: agree. she yeah just doesn't have. If she doesn't feeling strongly enough about something, then nothing happens. I guess.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Maybe.
1: It's it's too energetically expensive to just go <laughs> blowing magic on and around everywhere.
2: What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, wouldn't it if you had control of your magic? Isn't that more? energetically efficient because then you're controlling when you're using that energy.
1: But no I mean thing. like it's probably <laughs> expensive to channel it and use it and like divert mm-hmm. and it from just... whatever bodily functions it usually Then runs. to just like
2: have it in there and come in random bursts without being able to control? Like what if- Well you, you- gotta
1: store it like electricity. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Or like nuclear. Uh
2: huh. Oh yeah the nuclear reactor.
1: Uh... I don't know enough about nuclear to try to make this into a joke, but there's something in there for sure. Yeah,
0: she's like a big battery. A nuclear battery. A
1: nuclear battery. (laughs) That Uh, flies. That's where her bones are.
0: That's why they're so heavy and dense.
1: Her bones are carbon fiber. Remember?
2: Yes, I do remember.
1: They
0: are hollow, but they're filled with batteries. They're filled with batteries. (laughs) That's why they're so heavy. That's why they're so heavy magic batteries
1: <laughs> so like the the magic that they did to turn themselves into fighting machines was like mm, look at all of these hollow bones that are for flying this looks like such a good space for activities
2: for a <laughs> <battery>. filled, it,
1: <laughs> filled it with uranium
2: <laughs> yeah exactly yeah they, no they should they would fill it with hydrogen and then it's the hydrogen's bonding to make helium because then it's lighter because uranium is heavy yeah mm. so you have fusion and a fission Damn. Yeah. They're fusion fusion reactors. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Even better. Far more parsimonious.
2: That would make more sense from a weight perspective (laughs) because (laughs) hydrogen atoms are lighter. I mean, it could be fission too, but uranium is... A heavy, very heavy. Metal.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, Aragon would die after 15 minutes being on her back. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it no. wouldn't. He's got that now. weird elf powers. Now. That's what the glowy hand is. It's actually yeah. <laughs> it's just the
1: radiation. Radiation. The radiation. That's why yeah. he like his ribs healed so quickly. They just like mutated. And yeah. Mutated like a a science fiction movie, not mutated like in real life. Sure. Yeah.
2: <laughs> hmm.
1: Okay, anyway. Yeah, we learned another fun thing about Saphira
0: in this chapter, and it's in like the second sentence of the chapter. So I'm just going oh. back. But oh. it's just a fun thing where Aragon mentions that Saphira has very rough scales. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Doesn't make any sense.
1: <laughs> well, didn't we already kind of know that? Because they rubbed all of the skin off of his legs in yeah. like two hours.
0: But, like, you can get sores from, like, leather, so...
1: That's what's happening to the elf, apparently,
0: which we'll get yeah. to. But I just, I just mean, I think you can, it can happen in, on smooth surfaces on smooth. also. yeah. Yes.
1: I have, um, some, like, intense chub rub going on, because I went for a walk in two short shorts the other day, so... No, the worst. worst. It happened. I hate that. My skin is smoother than scales, for sure, but it still f***ed <laughs> itself up. that sucks listen I feel like this is a good lesson for us because biology doesn't make sense a lot of the time no yeah (laughs) as we all know because we're all 30 or almost 30 and our bodies are tearing themselves to pieces for no reason yeah
0: yep I went for a walk two days ago and my back hurts (laughs) you know how it is
1: yeah it's like I went for a run a year and a half ago and my hip hurts from it still
2: (laughs) yeah yeah but and about Sam these scales.
1: And Sam fell off her treadmill. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm, I'm fine.
1: It's fine. Right, yeah, sorry. Scales. Scales.
0: Scales. So, like, the only weird thing about it is that Sephira has, like, explicitly been described as, like, gleaming and glowing and That's true. shiny. Yeah. And by definition, rough scales on reptiles usually are used for, like, krypsis like to hide because it makes them more matte looking and not as easily spotted because it like turns their scales from these like shiny kind of reflective surfaces to like duller (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: so it's weird it is weird i was kind of thinking of it more as if they were dermal denticles
2: that's how i was thinking of it too
1: yeah which is what shark skin is And basically, it's smooth in one direction to reduce drag, but extremely rough in the other direction. So that's, I I think I was just upscaling that. (laughs) Uh.
0: (laughs) I mean, that would make, I guess, some sense. I mean, most snake scales and lizard scales are when they're overlapping, you know, are basically the same thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I just don't know anything about that.
0: (laughs) But sharks are also not reflective and shiny. It's true. They are if they're. What?
2: So, aren't, aren't there like some lizards?
0: <laughs> right, but it, it depends on the type of scale. So, like, there are, okay. sm- there are snakes and lizards that like have skinks. like smooth scales. Yeah. Yeah. Especially ones that are like living in the earth, like that need uh, to burrow or mm. like. But things then, like yeah. that. What about
1: the ones that fly? The flying lizards? <laughs> so, pterosaurs <laughs> have fur. <laughs> No, the extant ones. The extant flying lizards.
0: So, the gliding Dracovolans. No, no, the flying ones?
1: (laughs) Yeah,
2: that one. Wait, is there actually a gliding lizard? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that! (laughs)
0: Yeah. There's also a gliding frog. I didn't know uh, that either! What? (laughs) Yeah, it has like it has giant hands and feet and the webbing between that hands and feet is like, oh my god! I love big. this. Yeah,
2: gliding frog.
1: <laughs> now that I see it, I'm, oh? I feel like I've seen this in an like an Animal Planet oh my
0: god. show or yeah. something. Yeah, I think you probably. I think it was in one of the recent Planet Earths. Yeah, because I there was like a gliding. Snake. I can hear
1: tropical, not tropical. I can hear classical music over the image yeah. of this frog.
0: Because I think it was the episode that had a gliding snake. Gliding
1: snake? Okay. Anyway, gliding we're getting snake. off topic again. Oh anyway.
0: Thing. We've... Yes, we never go off to- topic. Uh, no. Not once. Anyway, it's just weird that she would have rough scales and still be glinting and glowing in the sunlight.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh-huh. Uh. But... Maybe her scales are made of diamond.
0: Maybe her scales are made of diamond. That's her one power. But one of the types of quote unquote rough scales is like a keeled scale, which just has like a keel.
1: <laughs> uh-huh.
0: You know, like a raised ridge running down the middle. Which I guess would still be pretty aerodynamic. Yeah, but, probably. But largely otherwise I'd I'd expect her to have smooth scales for yeah. the aforementioned aerodynamics. Yes. Yeah.
1: I feel like both the book and I think the movie version portray her as having very snaky, like yeah. desert snaky scales. The rough ones.
0: Yeah. But. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. I don't think I know enough about this. Thing we learned. Because also you don't want, like, like, if you think about if he was saying rough, like, when you think about overlapping scales where the like overlap happens and the one on top maybe sticks out a little bit more
1: because mm-hmm.
0: it's on top of the next scale. Like even that you wouldn't really want because that no would ruin your laminar flow. Like yeah, when you're flying, like it would create just a tiny minuscule eddy <laughs> that like you don't want.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Unless maybe you do. I don't like, yeah, know.
1: maybe you do. I don't I know almost nothing about aerodynamics, but if you look at the Formula 1 cars, they're very mm-hmm. aerodynamic driven and they all have weird little like boops and bobs all over them mm-hmm. for the aerodynamics to like create eddies in specific places. Okay. So maybe she does want some weird eddies in specific places?
0: Yeah, but I mean, listen, we all know the most high, the most perfect body is a tuna. <laughs>
1: true so really yes.
0: she should look like a tuna she should look like with that wings
1: yeah <laughs> oh, that's the best that's the best <laughs> if you think about it we need to hire an artist ASAP don't worry I'll photoshop it <laughs> please do <laughs> anyway wow yeah
0: yeah that was my very brief aside that we only took about as much time as I thought we would
1: <laughs> not at all brief
0: not at all brief. No.
1: But maybe Saphir's rough scales are part of the reason why the elf is getting saddle sores. Yeah. I don't... Through the saddle? Yeah. Is
2: there even a saddle? I don't understand. Yeah.
1: Yeah, she's strapped into the saddle. Because she wouldn't stay on Saphir's back otherwise.
2: Then wouldn't the saddle protect her? So she's just getting saddle sores, not She's getting saddle sores, sores yeah. yeah. Yeah,
1: okay. But maybe, like... The saddle's like shifting a lot on top of her. Scale. I I was trying to do a segue. Okay.
2: <laughs> no, sorry. No, this part just annoyed me because I was like, "What?" I, I yeah. Anyways, but the solution is even funnier. So <laughs> yeah, like
1: I, <laughs> Let's just go I, by the fact that she might be getting sores from being tied into the saddle for three days and unable to like brace herself or anything, and is just like flapping around up there. But the solution.
2: The solution yeah. is just like it's a
1: wild. game changer.
2: Absolutely it's so wild, dumb. <laughs> it
1: is so dumb. It's Safira's idea, and they're like, "Well, this is genius," because Aragon and Murtig can't come up with a solution, and Safira is like, "Well, we should tie her to my belly," and they're like, that's fantastic safe. idea." Great. Yeah, so they tie her back first against Safira's belly with her head between Safira's front legs which wrapped in a blanket wrapped in a blanket i guess so safira's scales won't rub through her skin yeah
2: (laughs) but then just like the way they tied her with like old clothes or stuff right like so it's just like a string of clothes that's tying her (laughs) and i'm just like (laughs) this will not work why you're
1: you're going against gravity just tie her onto safira's back lying down yeah. Like, yeah. Tie her lying down on her back on the saddle.
2: Or even like then
1: if she slips, gravity will catch her. <laughs>
2: exactly. As opposed yeah. to her just
1: plummeting immediately. Right. Yeah. But yeah, also. because I...
0: like also they say, Oh, well, Sephira can't carry her in her claws because it'll make landing dangerous. And it's like having her on her belly
1: makes landing dangerous. Right? <laughs> yeah.
0: What if Sephira lands and crushes her?
1: <laughs> yeah, what if Sephira like lands hard and has to like absorb with her elbows or whatever and smashes her belly into the ground
2: literally this like the stupidest thing they could have come up with like how did any of them think this was a good idea and if i were her and found out that my future love interest did that to me i'm out goodbye yeah like you're a f***ing idiot
1: the thing that makes this almost more offensive is that there is not a scene of the elf waking up whilst in this position exactly
2: (laughs) She doesn't even know
0: how stupid they were. (laughs) I mean, there's still time. Yeah,
1: that's true. Like, I guess it could happen, but, like, that's... The only way in which I will accept this as, like, a reasonable thing to do is if you then get a hilarious scene of the elf coming to consciousness. like, screaming in midair. Midair. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Staring at the ground from, like, 300 feet up. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God.
0: Like, I almost would have preferred it if they'd made, like, a sling. You know, like yeah because they clearly have blankets or whatever like make a sling that isn't as long like that doesn't hang as far down as safira's like legs you know so she can land but don't have her like pressed right up against safira's belly
1: (laughs) yeah have her in like a hammock yeah exactly so gravity is working with her and not against her
0: yeah i don't know it's weird it is weird yeah, because especially they're like, we're worried about Saphira's scales, and then it's like, so you strap her to a different part of Saphira's scale? Right? <laughs> yep. <Yeah.
1: laughs> okay. And then they even make the point, like, well, her scales might rub through all of these ropes. That could yeah. be dangerous. <laughs> and, like, again, that's not us saying that. That's Aragon and Mertig saying that, and they yeah. still think that this is a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> it's I, I'm i so baffled. <laughs> Yeah, this it's a decision. mystery.
0: I hope the next chapter has the elf waking up in midair and being like, "The f-?
1: yeah." <laughs> I really, really hope so. Just like, like immediately disapperating or whatever elves do.
0: Whatever elves do, turn into a bird.
2: <laughs> I need uh-huh. these dummies to be told off that they're dummies and mm-hmm. to realize that this was the stupidest thing they could have done. That is <laughs> all. Yep.
1: Again, it is very. Like three teenagers coming up with a solution. Oh yeah.
2: yeah. Just yeah.
1: absolutely wild. Yeah, it's an unusual choice to say the least. A good time. The elf spends the whole day there. Yep. As they all day. They travel sixteen leagues it's in the course so of far. the day. Yeah, yeah it's seventy seven kilometers. Oh which I actually God. looked it up. Apparently, like, an average horse is fine to do, like, 80 kilometers per day, so this is actually totally reasonable as far as okay. horses go.
0: You forgot okay. the part where they run, though. Yeah. <laughs> On foot. Yeah. The rest the horses?
1: <laughs> yeah, Aragon and Murtag run to give the horses yeah. a rest.
0: <laughs> Classic. I, I guess that's... I mean, literally the only thing I know about horses is what I've read in books, and so uh, yeah, I have... Same read in books that it is more restful for a horse to not have someone on his back but still
1: be walking. I mean yeah. that makes sense.
2: I mean I believe that.
1: Yeah. But still.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
1: the image of them, them running, running. <laughs> and the each like, being like what? with the horse le- led behind them or whatever.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> horse being like I'm confused.
1: <laughs> uh-huh.
0: Like when would a horse be led by someone who's running? <laughs> like <laughs> Like, uh, at medieval hell? times. Oh, okay. Uh-huh, okay, yeah. at medieval times. At medieval times. <laughs> I, I, I did stand just
2: corrected. corrected. <laughs> Only a few days ago.
1: Okay. Yeah, I guess horses are herd animals, right? It's probably totally fine with them to follow someone who is running.
2: I mean, yeah, like, but like, a human, a human run, run is, like is, a tr- <laughs> is like a trot <laughs> yeah. or like a walk, perhaps. I <laughs> yeah.
1: assume that herd animals yeah. like to follow a leader. Right? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, Snowfire and Tornak are extremely special. So they yeah. are probably with it. They're they both know what's leaders. Up. Oh god. They yep. have two stallions. They have two alpha males. Do they have two stallions? They might. They might. They might.
0: Won't they start fighting? Yeah.
1: Uh, I don't know anything about horses. I, don't I know feel like. About horses. <laughs> Maybe
0: one of them's Gelded. Or Gelded? Gelded.
1: I think Gelded. <laughs> I mean, gelded. Snowfire certainly can't be gelding. Certainly he's not. <laughs> fantastic and perfect and special. Yeah. And Mertag is far too bad to have a gelding, I guess? Who knows? I, I don't, don't know.
2: know enough about horses.
1: No, I do know from horse Twitter that, uh, or not horse Twitter, I learned from horse TikTok that mares are terrible and geldings are like sweet and lovely boys. <laughs> And mares are just cranky all the time, which (laughs) I relate to. (laughs) Mood, yeah. Yeah. So maybe, maybe that's why Snowfire is so special, is because he's a gelding gelding. and is just like so lovely and fun.
0: That'd be good. I'd be down for that. Yeah. An important thing to note about the horses is Uh that they have to jump the river with Sephira ferrying them all one by one across, (laughs) because. Uh It's way too, it's half a mile wide, way too deep. They can't get across. And so Saphira essentially just has to like lift the horses while they're <laughs> freaking out over to the other side. Uh huh. But she like really struggles. So yeah. we know that a dragon's natural prey is smaller than a horse.
1: Oh, true. Yeah. yeah. But also, or they just kill things and then eat them on the ground. Yes. No, that's. I don't think I that's a solution. I mean, they might, you.
2: but,
0: like, they... Maybe they're opportunistic scavengers, but...
1: <laughs> true. Okay, Who isn't, really?
2: If yeah. if Zephira <laughs> is actually the size that Hannah mathed out, <laughs> would she actually struggle carrying a horse, is my question. And I was tempted to math this. This is the closest Whoa. I've ever gotten to Whoa. doing math without being paid. Because we said her wingspan was something ridiculous, Right yeah same as a a Boeing so I'm like she shouldn't struggle to carry a horse right
1: (laughs) she must be like a restaurant let me explain
2: (laughs) okay (laughs) I cannot wait (laughs) a restaurant
1: yeah yeah apparently restaurants restaurant restaurants operate on like paper-thin margins so, if there's any like disruption or reduction in their revenue, then they like go under super fast. And maybe Safira is operating naturally on like the absolute limit of her lifting capabilities because she's a giant fucking dragon full of uranium.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't.
0: I said this in the last episode without talking about restaurants. <laughs> What's your point? <laughs> I'm just trying
1: to make it interesting for the listeners.
0: Sure. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Sorry.
1: But yeah, she's probably operating at the very edge of her capabilities already because she's so big.
2: I get that, but still, in the grand scheme of things, I feel like a horse is like negligible yeah. compared to her. You know but what I mean? But she couldn't even lift
0: three humans easily.
2: That's true. Uh, sorry,
0: two humans and an elf. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See. <laughs> she couldn't even lift three Uh, human shaped
1: (laughs) Uh humanoids humanoids
0: humanoids, um in the last two chapters so yeah she was injured at that
1: time but still yeah
0: i do think that not to cast aspersions on hannah's math oh i do think that perhaps (laughs) it was a little off yeah yeah, okay. I
1: think my math is fine. I think no, your it's math the is cover good. of the book that's the problem.
0: <laughs> no, I think it's the proportions need to be closer to a pterosaur than a. Oh, a yi chi chi yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, then her wingspan would be even bigger, wouldn't it? Oh, no, we had this no, conversation last head time. Her would be gigantic Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. compared to yeah. her body. Yeah. Anyway. That's baloney. So horses are like. Depending on what kind of horse. (laughs) They can be up to like 300 kilograms or 2,000 pounds.
1: Like 900 to
0: 2,000. So like it means that's the very top end of what she can carry. Yeah. Assuming that, again, dragons evolved with the two wings and the two back legs. Mm -hmm. And then we've confirmed that she takes off by like leaping with her back legs. Like I think they say it again in this chapter that she like pushes off with her hind legs so it seems like her hunting methods are similar to those of a bird of prey where they either hunt well they hunt in flight and then if they have to pick something up they're always carrying it with their feet they don't carry it with their jaws yeah but it is interesting because she has like you know a pretty significant like reptilian jaw which is typically like reptiles are more Mouth
1: grabbing,
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Whereas like birds use their, well, raptors use their feet, and then sometimes use their beaks to like kill, but not carry. I don't know. I hope we get to see Safira hunt at some point. I hope so. I, I have a so memory bad. of
1: her hunting. I just don't remember what book it's in. Okay. So we will at some point, maybe. Great.
0: <laughs> I hope it's in the desert. I'd love that.
1: Yeah, that'd be cool.
0: <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's really all I had. I It would be yeah. fun if she was like Jaws-based hunter, because then it would explain mm. why she has the Jaws.
2: True.
1: Yeah. 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 We talked about undifferentiated teeth recently and how dolphins are one of like the few mammals that have undifferentiated teeth. Yeah. And dolphins and like toothed whales in general pretty much only use their teeth for holding things like they don't chew or rip or whatever often with their teeth so maybe that's similar for Saphira I mean her teeth are like wildly sharp but maybe she doesn't have like a crazy strong jaw and we're just assuming that because of our preconceived notions of a dragon yeah Yeah. maybe she has a tiny snake face
0: (laughs) maybe she has
1: a tiny snake face. that would be pretty cute actually though. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the picture or on the a cover, gigantic though. pterosaur head yeah 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 yeah
0: well i mean that it didn't look like a tiny oh you i thought you meant what if she looked like a snake but you mean just a tiny head
1: just a tiny head <laughs> anyway anyway uh, my favorite part of this well i enjoyed this whole scene of safira having to ferry the horses over the river because it was really funny um but she drops Tornak, murtig's horse, off and comes back to Aragon and is complaining about how (laughs) she says, murtig's silly animal is in hysterics. (laughs) She's like so annoyed that the horse is terrified.
0: (laughs) As though the horse hadn't been picked up by a giant predator (laughs) and had good reason to freak out.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's a a good like moment of Sephira personality, I think. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Yeah, she's. Definitely superior to the stupid horse.
0: Yeah, uh, she's no <laughs> mere animal. No. No.
1: I had a moment where the place they stop before crossing the river is in a stand of juniper trees. And I was like, <laughs> aha, I'm going to use these trees to kind of like narrow down what kind of geography <laughs> I did we're same in. <laughs> thing. Oh
2: my god.
1: Because I still think that we're set somewhere in North America. That's yeah. what I'm what i'm sure. banking on and i was like yeah, i'm fair. gonna prove it <laughs> gonna turns it. out yeah. juniper trees have a, an entirely cosmopolitan distribution they're yep. everywhere in every hemisphere so this gives us nothing
0: <laughs> yep i did the same thing i was <laughs> like i'm just gonna look up where juniper trees are and then their range distribution was like you they're everywhere <laughs> <laughs>
1: They're literally everywhere fine <laughs> they're like from the arctic to the tropics and i was like okay
0: yeah <laughs> nice <laughs> <job. Fine>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah uh classic Yep. Yeah, so that's a dead end, much like the, the path last. they took to get to this river.
0: Yeah. <sighs> the only other point that I wanted to make note of in this chapter <laughs> was Aragorn. Before they strap the elf to her cool new way of riding, <laughs> Aragorn is like, uh, "But what's wrong with her?" And he tries yeah. to like get some water into her by squeezing out like a wet cloth over her. Um, sculpted lips, which I hated so much! Yeah, it's pretty bad. I just wrote, yuck in my notes. (laughs) Yuck! Yuck. (laughs) And on the wind. Yuck. Um, no, but... (laughs) The, also, the description of, like, her face is just, like, he dabbed above her straight angled eyebrows, which, God, like, what the f- to me, just, I am imagining, like, just two very angry eyebrows with straight <laughs> yeah. lines. Just,
2: mm. <laughs> this, <laughs> this elf is angie.
0: <laughs> no talk, me angie. Me angie. That's the Me self. and angie elf. Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, my God. Ugh, sculpted lips. I hate it. I hate it so much. (laughs) And he, like, brushes his hand over her brow, and it's like, can you fucking not? I get it. (sighs) Yeah, she's hot. Fine. Yeah, we get get it. it. Yeah. They do talk a little bit about, like, she's been unconscious for three days. Like, should we be concerned? And they try to, like, speculate as to the cause. Yeah. Mostly Murtag actually speculates. He's like, maybe the shade tampered with her mind, or she's in, like, a self-induced elf coma. Which again are very overwrought teenage ideas. Like, let's make this extremely complicated.
0: I bet she estivates like a lungfish. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's she's just gonna make she's gonna make a mucus cocoon <laughs> and then go to sleep in it for a few months. And then what happens
1: after? She comes out,
0: <laughs> just you know, way better, just normal. Yep.
1: Maybe she's gonna wake up as a vampire.
0: Yeah, they might have to dig her out from her mud cocoon, depending on (laughs) how long it takes. takes. Is she an urukai? Yeah. Were the urukai (laughs) estivating?
2: I don't (laughs) know (laughs) what estivating means. To be honest, estivating—it's like a
0: uh, hibernation.
2: Oh, but like they were being
0: birthed. Well, maybe Kate, listen. They? Were they okay. being birthed or was Saruman like, wow, they're actually just deep in the earth. We have to open their estivation cocoons. <laughs> <laughs> They've been I, down there for years.
2: Or or yeah, it's he like put like the cicadas. Or yeah. he put the orcs in estivation and then uh-huh. somehow magicked them to be crossed with human genetics. Yeah. Yep. And so they I guess maybe were in estivation.
1: There you okay, go. Yeah. I'm Still extremely bothered that they are half orc, half human, and are burst in the dirt.
2: <laughs> it is very. It's a very disturbing scene.
0: <laughs> anyway, those aren't the books or movies we're talking about. No, no,
1: not this time, or any time anything- if I've Or any time
0: at all. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people maybe have talked about them enough.
1: Yeah, uh, I have nothing you to, guys add to that conversation.
0: Have anything else to add to this conversation, though? <laughs>
2: No, uh, I oh.
1: I just like the fact that when Sir- Saphir does walk on the ground, she does it with surprising stealth, and her tail is the only thing that makes a sound when it scrapes over the ground like a thick blue snake. Oh.
0: <laughs> Which is <laughs> weird.
1: Yeah. I was so like, I okay. She doesn't
0: really have control of her tail.
1: I guess not. Or it's really heavy. Weird. Uh, weird. But also- like, she's really bad at walking on the ground, she has talons, like, she goes really slowly, but she's so quiet, you guys. So
0: quiet, though, guys. She's so
1: sneaky on her yeah. ir- maladaptive feet with her yeah. gigantic, sorry, her thick blue snake tail. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: Maybe it's because she walks on her hind legs because she can't walk on the front ones. <laughs> like and that's why her. Yeah, and that's yeah. why her tail drags.
1: I believe it. That's why she's so slow too.
0: That's why she's so tall at the shoulder.
1: (laughs) (laughs) She's actually (laughs) bipedal.
0: (laughs) She's walking around on her back legs. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! (laughs) Just walking around
1: like a T Rex. That's why they needed to tie the elf to her stomach then.
2: This makes sense. So that she would just Yeah. yeah.
1: I know you guys will definitely know this, but you
0: know those old uh. images originally of Iguanodon? <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> yeah, of course I do, but pretend I don't for the sake okay. of the listeners. Well, it's
2: basically what we're describing.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah.
2: Oh, oh, yes, I've seen this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's what she's like. Oh, yeah. It's like a reptilian kangaroo. Yeah, I was imagining that one episode of Avatar the Last Airbender near the end where Aang is like so sleep deprived that he starts hallucinating and his six legged flying bison just like stands like a people. Oh, yeah. That's what I was. Imagining. Yeah,
0: that's probably it. Yeah. The only other super important last super quick last thing. <laughs> they didn't fall asleep at the end of this chapter. No, they didn't.
1: They didn't. They reached it's the Hatterrack Desert. It is amazing. We're going into a chapter not waking up. Incredible. I mean, we can still wake up. He could do a time skip between chapters. Like, don't. No, I checked. (laughs) Sophie. The hell? Sam ruined it last time, so.
0: The hell? I'm surrounded by cheaters.
2: (laughs) I only read the first sentence last time. That's
0: all I did, too. Yeah. Uh Anyway, while we're talking about the next chapters. (laughs) Yeah. Let's try and guess what happens. The next one will be super hard. Oh. The next chapter is called The Hadarak Desert.
1: (laughs) Oh. Oh, it seems like they might be at the desert.
0: Yeah. You know how at the end of the chapter they were like, we're at the desert? Well, it turns (laughs) out they might be at the desert. Yeah.
2: Do we think the whole chapter is going to be like the two month journey or whatever, or one month journey? Probably.
1: The whole chapter is certainly going to be in the desert, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, and based on the pacing of this book, they probably will be out of the desert by the end of it.
2: Yeah. Oh, I kind of want them to find like some desert people. I feel like yeah, that'd, that'd be, be fun. Yeah. Yeah. It would certainly
1: be more interesting if yeah. like enough happened in the desert that it took more than one chapter. Yeah, I would prefer yeah. that.
2: I feel like there's some there's like some potential here that just is going to go wasted.
1: Yeah, maybe next time. That's yeah. the uh, the theme of this book. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, and then the chapter after that is called "A Path Revealed," through the desert perhaps, or
1: or
2: the path the desert, through the mountains, maybe? like oh the yeah to the garden maybe, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like freaking. I, I I won't do another Lord of the Rings reference. Never mind. Let's continue. <laughs>
0: <laughs> They're very dissimilar. I don't know why you would. I don't know why my brain keeps going there. Yeah. So different so different um yeah well great guesses everyone uh let's <laughs> talk about what else we're reading Yay! it has been about 45 seconds since we last recorded <laughs>
2: <So>. <laughs> i managed to finish two books thank you very much what the hell
1: <laughs> <laughs> i have I not only finished one
2: <laughs> yeah
0: actually i've been reading some historical romances but i don't want to talk about them because i had to stop Reading both of them because they both were like, so anyway, the Civil War. Yeah, I think uh, the South had a great point.
2: Uh, <laughs> I'm like, well, uh, I'm done with this book. <laughs> no.
1: It's terrible. I'm not even American. And yet, <laughs> and yet it's some shit. Yeah, that's uncomfortable.
0: Uncomfortable. Anyway, but the book that I am currently reading that I can talk about is The Girl Who Fell Beneath the Sea, which Sam said I would like. I'm only like do. Four chapters in, so t- TBD. <laughs> it starts off pretty TBD. fun.
2: It's YA, but it, it's, it's very ground running.
0: Cool. For sure. Yeah. We'll see. Perhaps this will be the YA that I can read. <laughs> I hope <laughs> you
2: like it. If you don't, I hope so also too.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. What about you guys?
2: Yeah, so I finished two books, but they're audiobooks, and I finished each of them in a day because i Mm said a microscope all day the first one i read was a rom-com it's called the proposal by jasmine gullaroy i'm so sorry i probably butchered that anyways (laughs) a cute little rom-com not my favorite but it was fine and then today i finished listening to the vanishing half by Britt bennett which was like the 2020 goodreads literary pick of the year so uh was pretty good yeah, I liked it. And I remember when it came out, there was a huge amount of hype around it. I'd been on my list for the longest time. And then I watched one of my favorite booktubers and she was like, oh, and I read this and I went to the library and it was available. So I just, you know, did that. Anyways, and then I am currently listening to, if my Goodreads wants to reload, because I'm going to mess this up. <laughs> the Zoologist's Guide to the Galaxy, which... Has a promising title and cover, but the author has already mentioned Richard Dawkins four times in twenty percent of the book, mm. so I'm not sure how I'm gonna feel about this one. And, uh, yeah, yeah, that's where we're at.
1: <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Well, I finished one book, which was Out of the Shadows by Justina Ireland. It's one of these Star Wars: The High Republic YA novels. It was fine. It- <laughs> took me like a month and a half to read it because it just did not hold my attention That's but there's fair. nothing wrong with it i just don't think i was in the mood and then i started listening to it ends with us by colleen hoover oh yeah i've never read a colleen hoover book and i know people some people say that she writes romance and some people say that she absolutely does not write romance uh... so we'll see <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, wouldn't, I definitely wouldn't have told you to start with that one, but...
1: I've had it on hold yeah. for months just because I think BookTok told me to read it. it yeah, I, it's not really for me so far. I didn't really like that one. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm only a third into it, so we'll see. I'm sure there's going to be like a wild and crazy twist at some point. Because otherwise it's going to be really boring. Yeah. But we'll see. And mm-hmm. I haven't started reading anything new in physical book yet. And this episode is coming out in July, which is totally when we're recording it. And our Midlight Book Club book of the month for July is Throne of Glass by Sarah J. Mass. So mm-hmm. maybe by the time you've heard this episode, one of us will have read that book. I mean, I've read it. <laughs> Again.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Only
1: Hannah. <laughs> Just me. I'm. Yep.
2: Oh, I'm rereading maybe the entire will series. Maybe Hannah yeah
1: yeah i have uh 15 weeks on my audiobook hold for throne of glass i'm number 35 number 39 on five copies so i'm sure i will have read it by july
0: (laughs) and that's how far in advance we're recording (laughs) no
1: (laughs) it feels like it anyway if you liked this chapter of midlight crisis consider rating and reviewing us on spotify or your podcatcher of choice you can talk to us and find fun-related content on social media. We are at MidlightPod on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Maybe. <laughs> and all <laughs> chapters of the show thus far are available on our website, midlightpod.podbean.com, and on YouTube.
2: And now a quote from Aragon, who's really showing his kinship with Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> it's hot, dry, and full of sand. <laughs> it gets Colors everywhere. everywhere. Irritating.
1: They have to cross Tatooine to get to. Oh man, if they're going to Mos Eisley. That's what's east of the Huttrak Desert. Mos Eisley. Mos Eisley. <laughs> Mos
2: Eisley. There we go.
0: You get to the other side and they just start playing the cantina song.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I could put the real song in, but I think we'll just leave it at that.